Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. You're listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Covering Mississippi State sports like nobody else. Sports Talk Mississippi's Brian Haydad, along with Robbie Falk from 24-7 Sports, give you an inside look at the Bulldogs on the field, the court, and the diamond. Now, get ready for Thunder and Lightning. This is Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. Brian Haydad and Robbie Falk here with you on a Sunday evening. Thanks for joining us at supertalk.fm or wherever it is you get podcasts from. We appreciate all of our great listeners, especially our servicemen and women out there taking care of us. We want to thank our sponsors at Strange Brew Coffeehouse and Churn and Spoon Ice Cream. Start your day the right way. The trip through the uh, drive through at Strange Brew Coffeehouse or in here in Starkville or in Brupolo over there in Tupelo. It'd be sort of weird if Brupolo was in, you know, Waynesboro, Waynesboro. Wayne Brewsboro? Wayne's Brewer. Wayne's Brewer or Brewsboro? Wayne's Brewer. Okay, we'll go with that. See, they could do that there. But until then, until that opens up, if you're down there in Waynesboro, first off, hello. And then secondly, just go to strangebrewcoffeehouse.com and you can order coffee to be shipped right to your door. Whatever kind of coffee machine you've got sitting on your counter, you can get Strange Brew Coffee House for that. And of course, it includes the great and awesome and fantastic and new K Cups. College Corner, collegecornerstore.com. That's the way. The uh, that's the way to go for maroon and white merchandise. Whatever you're looking for from Mississippi State, they've got it at College Corner. Two locations to serve you in the Jackson area. They are in Ridgeland by Fleet Feet. They're in Flowood by the Half Shell. Or you can always shop online at collegecornerstore.com. Whatever you're looking for for yourself, your house, your car, your tailgate, they've got it at College Corner. Humble Taco, Starville's new. Man, we drive, I drove past Humble Taco uh, Saturday night and. Packed. Packed. Front patio, packed. Side patio, packed. Inside, packed. Like to see it. Love to see it. And everybody who was in there, man, they got great meal. Great tacos, great time, great margaritas. It's just everything you want in a Mexican restaurant, but it's also everything you didn't ever know you needed in a Mexican restaurant. They've got it all. Try them out next time you're in Starville, if you haven't already. Head over to Humble Taco. Looking for a great lunch idea today? Why not Firehouse Subs? Make it easy on yourself. Download the Firehouse Subs app. Place your order. You'll be in, out in a matter of moments, and you're piling up reward points every time you use the app. Faster than just about any other app out there. So, and don't forget, guys, follow Firehouse Subs on Twitter. They are constantly running promotions through the app where you can get double points and free things. It's worth the follow. So, locations in Starville and Oxford, Columbus and Tupelo, and Madison and Flowood. That's Firehouse Subs. Robbie Falk. Hey, good to have you here in the studio. I got to remember, and next time you're in studio, I got those, those, I think I told you about this, that uh, Jennifer, my wife, went to this Comic-Con, and she got two trading packs of WCW cards, I think like circa early 90s, like pre-Nitro WCW, and we're going to, we like will- the old Cactus Jack. Yeah, I think we might have some Abdul the Butcher, some Sting with the, with the colors, and Things of that nature, maybe with the, with the buzz cut, the surfer yeah. sting, surfer sting, yeah. So we're gonna open those. We'll do we'll do some video. Lex Luger, Big yeah. Van Vader. Luger should have been in there, maybe. That might have been Stan Hansen. That might have been you know the narcissist Lex Luger time over. Could have been ninety ninety four. He was with WWF, but he was a WCW early. Oh, 90s he was, yeah, too. yeah, for sure. Well, he was the U.S. champ. Yeah. All right, let's switch the gears. 
That was the quickest wrestling segment we'll do. We've got to well, get through it because well, people we, just we, can't take it. We know we, we're going to start the week with wrestling, and we're going to finish it, too, because WrestleMania pre- preview uh, on Friday's show. But Mississippi State gets the, the series win they need it, not the sweep. And we'll talk a little bit about how that all came to pass now. But State gets the Friday and Saturday games both in walk-off fashion. And as you pointed out in the press box, in both games, Alabama got a run in – at least a run. At least a run in both of those games. They got an insurance run in the uh, first game to make it 6-4. And then in the second game, it was tied at four. They put three runs on the board. They got to be feeling good. They lose both games. But then to, in the uh, the ninth, today, they did it again. They put on insurance runs, and it was just too much, and State loses 6-2. So 7-6, 8-7, 6-2 are, are your final scores. Alabama's starting pitching was really good and limited Mississippi State this weekend. State did almost all of its damage against the bullpen, but on Sunday they couldn't get it. But that being said, getting a series win was was paramount, and they did it. And looking ahead on the SEC schedule, LSU is not a great road team, although they did take two from Florida this weekend. Arkansas dropped a game to Missouri. This is not the same invincible Arkansas team that you saw a year ago. Auburn... They're not as maybe I don't know what to make of Auburn. They go on the road this weekend and get two out of three from Texas A&M. The SEC West is kind of jumbled right this second. We mm-hmm. all know what happened to Ole Miss. We'll, we'll make fun of them later. Uh, the SEC West is just a big jumble right now, though. It is. I mean, the East right now looks it looks like the champions can. It's Tennessee. Yeah. Um, Tennessee is just looks like a juggernaut right now. They got the pitching. They got the hitting. They they look like last year's Arkansas team to me. They have one loss through almost twenty five games or whatever it is right now. So Tennessee looks really good. Vandy looks okay. Um, Florida did not look good this weekend. No. So it looks like Tennessee and everybody else right now. But state, I mean, we talked about it last week. It just felt like that Sunday game against Georgia was a win for Mississippi State on the weekend. I don't know why I felt like that, but I just, you know, they lost the series, but I I just felt like the way they ended it, it felt like things were really moving in the right direction, and I think that was proven right through the first two games, but losing that third game always puts a bad taste in your mouth. There's just something about losing, you know, if State would have lost on Saturday and won on Sunday, don't you feel a lot different about this team? Like it's just weird how that works, yeah, you know. Yeah. You you got you needed to, to win this series Especially and the you way got they it. Won that, that yeah, game. you need to win the series and you won the series, but it's just the fact that you lost the Sunday game. I still have concerns about this team. I mean, th- they're three and three, and they, they could have very easily gotten swept in the series, which is a weird. Alabama thing. is not great. Georgia is not great. They got handled in the last two games of their series against yeah. Kentucky. Well, here's the one thing I'll say about Alabama. I think they're much more talented than they've been in a long time. They just don't know how to win. Yeah. They they lost to Texas in three games, and all three games were relatively close. You know, they I think they battled Florida pretty good. They won that Sunday game against Florida. They've stunk in the midweek, which I think says more about their, their bullpen and their midweek starters than anything else. But their three starters, all three of those guys were solid, and they all – baffled Mississippi State hitters. I think they gave up – all three guys gave up four runs total to Mississippi State's yeah. offense. Yeah. State did not do anything until the seventh, eighth, and ninth inning offensively all weekend. They didn't really do much of anything. Yeah. So still concerning there, the offense is just inconsistent, mm-hmm. I think is the is the word. 
they're they're just not consistent. The the the, the ability is there. The the potential is there for that offense to be really good, but they're just not showing it for nine innings. They're not putting it together. Pitching is a problem that I've been talking about for for weeks. I don't think Mississippi State is ever going to be a good pitching team this year. I just I don't see it. I don't see the pieces coming together. Casey Hunt could really help Mississippi State, mm-hmm. but there's just no. I mean Brooks Auger I think has has been solid he's probably your most consistent guy you you cannot trust these guys coming out i mean what else do we have to see from cam tuller man i mean i i just i don't know i don't know what else we need to see here i think he's he's he gave up four runs and two appearances on the weekend i i just don't understand um and they're trying to find it with jackson fristo and He's throwing strikes, which is good. He's not walking guys, but he's having a tough time getting outs when he comes in the ball game. So I just don't know what you're going to get from this bullpen. This offense has to be great this year for this team to make a run, and we haven't seen enough consistency to think that. Right. I mean, in the in the two wins that they had, they still gave up over six runs, I yeah. guess, in both games. Yeah. So, and this is Alabama. I mean, Alabama's. Batting average has been solid, but that's still. I mean, you you didn't get great starts from anybody. Parker Snett had the best start, mm-hmm. and then struggled in the sixth inning. Mm-hmm. So, and I thought Preston Johnson was okay in case starting pitching was okay for Mississippi State, but the bullpen is just well. Kate Smith still he only gave up three runs, two, two? runs. I mean. Two runs should win you the ball game. Yeah. You only give up two runs, you should win the game. Yeah. Mississippi State has nobody that can count on the bullpen to shut no. it down. And, you know, it, like you said, it's the same cast of characters every weekend, but this, it's it's every weekend you're seeing this. You know, Taller is just not reliable. Fristo, we thought, we thought he was coming out of it a little bit, but he pitched poorly this week. And here's the thing, like, if those guys are not getting it done anyway, why not see what some other guys can do in those situations? The first name is Andrew Walling. The fact that he I mean if he pitching. if they don't if they won't put him in the game and they're like they're having the problems that they're having right now and mm-hmm. they won't pitch him, he must have some terrible bullpens. Either that or, or there's something that we don't know about. And they they An won't injury, put Mikey Tepper back out there. Issue, I don't know, but there, there's something not right with Andrew Walling because And he's and he's he's warming up before games, so it's obviously not an injury. Yeah. I, I don't know. I mean you they must have zero faith in him. But that, that's the craziest thing, right? Because how can they have faith in Tuller at this point? How do they have faith in Fristo? And, you know, Pico Cone, who's pitched well at times, he got hammered pretty hard on Saturday. And, it, and Drew Talley, who we thought, you know, was going to be a, could be a piece you could, you could look at, he got hammered on Wednesday in, in relief against Southern. It's just – I don't know how they've gotten to this point. They have talent. They brought some guys back from last year. How did they get to this point where this pitching staff, I mean, really just most of the bullpen, is so unreliable? Yeah. I don't, I don't a understand. A three-in-one week, though, for Mississippi State. They needed that. Next week needs to be a two-and-two week at, at worst. You know, you need to win your non-conference and then go up to Arkansas and get one. The week after that, LSU, that can be a three-in-one week. You need to win the series against LSU and win your non-conference game. The week against Auburn needs to be a 4 no week. You need state needs to start finding some sweeps to make up for all the non-conference losses they have because that scenario I just I just gave you state's you know going to be sitting on about thirteen losses four weeks into conference play that is really tough 
You know, mm-hmm. that's 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 the path to being a two seed in somebody else's regional. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, you still got series with Florida, with Texas A and M, with you know, obviously Arkansas this weekend with LSU. You got to go to Ole Miss. I know. Again, I know they got swept this weekend, but that's going to be a tough series up there. And then you have Tennessee. Yeah. Think about a few years back in 18 where State was desperate to get into the SEC tournament and had to sweep Florida to do that. I mean, it could be a very similar situation when Tennessee comes down here, that State's going to need to get wins, and you better hope that maybe Tennessee's already clinched the conference at that point or something, and they're they're sort of cruising. I don't know. I don't know. This is a very it just, tenuous situation for Mississippi you know, State. It just feels like, it, even though you, you have a lot of doubts about this team, They've shown year in and year out. At some point, it just comes together for them. I, I have a hard time counting this group out, especially with the talent that they have. The guys in the lineup, like Cam James, is is starting to hit. I know he's not driving in a lot of runs. He didn't have a great game on Sunday, mm-hmm. but I mean he's leading your team and and batting average. At some point, he's going to start hitting home runs. Mm-hmm. He's he's going to start hitting doubles. Mm-hmm. Luke Hancock is not hitting the ball very well right now. Those guys are going to are eventually going to get it together. Kind of weird. You think about Saturday, they tweaked the lineup to bring Kellum Clark up and Luke Hancock down. Hancock has a two run home run and had I think he had another base hit, and Clark couldn't do anything. And then they move him around and. It, he can't, they just cannot I, I feel, find it. I feel for Chris Lamonis because he's sort of having to do – you remember the 15 season, where, and I'm not saying this is going to be like that, but State finished dead last, and I think it was John Cohen, I think he was 37, 38 games into the season before he pitched, he batted the same order two times in a row. Yeah. And it's sort of like that this year for Lamonis. He just can't find that right thing. I thought – I will say I thought there was the mistake of, of – this is an SEC baseball team. You cannot start two guys – Hitting under 170, and we've we've talked about this legged and foresight thing so many times. It's all, I I don't know what's what the deal is. It's not like when Leggett's out there, he's just booting ground balls left and right, right? He's good defensively, yeah, and he's better offensively. He's much better offensively. And then quarter starting, I, I don't quite understand. Jess Davis has been pretty good, and then well, he's really, not good against left-handed. Well, pitchers. that's fine, but neither is quarter. Yeah, but he's not I, good against any kind of pitchers. Well, I don't. I don't know if we've seen enough from him. He hasn't played in a while either. I, I mean, and then, I think then, he has more hitting hit, potential for not than Davis. not to pinch hit for him in the ninth was an odd decision. I thought State gets the leadoff man on with Siebert draws a walk, and then yeah, I probably would have brought in Slate Offer, Slate Offer, or Aaron Downs, somebody to to, to pinch. I think hit Aaron there. Downs is is a little banged up right now. You think? Okay. Yeah, he would have played this weekend. Here's the here's the thing about the shortstop situation. If it is Forsyth and Leggett, if that's the only options that you that you're going to use right there, just let Leggett have it. I yeah. mean, it, we, we've seen enough from Lane Forsyth to know that you're just not going to get the same quality at bats that you're going to get from Leggett. I th- I feel like Leggett is going to battle. He's even if he strikes out, he's going to have a six, seven pitch at bat or something like that. Mm-hmm. He's going to give you some productive at bats. He hadn't he hadn't hit the ball well uh, either as far as batting average is concerned. But had the walk off hit um, in a pinch hit situation, we know he can be clutch. You're just you're not getting the same at bats that you get with Lane, and the defense, like we said, is not a big drop off. Right. The Really, the answer is if you want to go with the hitting option, the answer is 
move Jaeger to shortstop mm-hmm. and find a second base option. Yeah. If that's Aaron Downs, mm-hmm. let it be Aaron Downs. If it's moving Cam James to second base and moving into Slade Offord at third, mm-hmm. let that be the deal. But could I Hines, could Hines play third? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Who, I don't know how he moves yeah. over there at the hot corner like that. But speed is not his forte. No, no, no. Um, yeah, I mean, I think that is that would be your best bet as far as power potential, hitting potential, is to get Slate offered in the ball game at third base, move Cam James to second, or if Aaron Downs can handle second base, letting him handle second and move. Jaeger can play short. I think he'll be fine at short. But I think Mississippi State needs more than anything offense. That the the pitching is not going to be good enough um to justify putting an extra guy in the or, or two in the lineup that is not going to be much of a threat at the plate. State's got to have the most potent offense that it can possibly have to give this team a chance to be really good this year. Because they just don't. I mean, the pitching's just not there. there there's, and it's not going to be there. Uh, I, I really don't think that this pitching is going to ever get it together this year. Now, this is a team that I, will have to slug its way to it's, victory week in and week out. We, we've seen enough. We've seen enough of this season now to know that it's going to be a struggle week in and week out to pitch. This, they just, they're just not the. They don't have the guys that can get it done. I don't the think the key for this state team is to not slip up at home. Yeah, they're good enough to win one on the road every week. Every 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 week, they're good enough to win the one road one road run one road game in each series. Don't slip up at home and win your midweeks. Yeah, just win your midweeks. I mean, that's gonna be tough because you've got some good teams. You still got the Governor's Cup, but they 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 cannot slip up at home and lose a series, and that's gonna be tough with LSU. Uh, I'm trying to think who else comes in. Tennessee comes in here. I think Florida comes to start. Florida they? comes yeah, to start. So, I mean, gonna Auburn. be tough. Gonna be tough, but that that's gonna be the key. Fifteen and fifteen gets you into the NCAA tournament. Yeah. That, that needs to, you know, as they're twelve wins away. I'm just, you start yeah. counting down the wins yeah. now. They need twelve wins in eight weeks. Yeah, and they get that. They're going to be in the. Don't NCAA get tournament. swept. Do not get swept in any of your road games, and yeah. you need to win your your home series. Yeah, just win your home series, which is what people say all the time. Don't get swept yeah. on the road. If you don't have win an elite your team. That's that's the path to the postseason. Yeah, and th- this year, I just I don't think that Mississippi State has the team. To be a national seed, or I mean, it's going to be really tough no. to host. You just need to find a way into the way into an instant away regional because you've kind of shot yourself in the foot here early, letting Tulane series slip away. Long Beach State, you lost the game in Northern Kentucky. Mm-hmm. The non conference has kind of put you behind the eight ball here. You ha- have an opportunity for two other wins, honestly, against Alabama and Georgia. Didn't get it. And now this is where you are. Yeah. I mean, you've, you've, you've let too many games get away. To, to, hosting is it should not be what this team's focus is right now. Yeah. It should be making the NCAA tournament. Well, really, the focus the should be game by game. Yeah, should do whatever it takes to win the game that's in front of you. And that's people don't want to hear that. That's a coach speak answer. Mm-hmm. But I promise you, that's what Lamonis is doing right now. Is and I think that's his approach all the time. Mm-hmm. Win the game that's in front of you. That's why you'll see him bring in some of his better relievers in a midweek game mm-hmm. to make sure that he gets out of it, you know. Yeah. But you win the game that's in front of you, and you worry about the next game when that comes. Yeah. Because baseball is all about momentum and um, getting hot at the right time. State's just got to – they've got to start racking up some wins here. Not, yeah. 
Sunday was a big opportunity for that, and they just they couldn't do it. Well, it's two weekends in a row, too. I mean, yeah, they, they had they had the Saturday game that they should. Yeah, they blew that Saturday game against Georgia. It, so we'll see again. Just just two and one, one and two, two and one, one and two. You know, and if you get lucky and get two on the road, or if you get lucky and get a sweep, well, then you know you got a little cushion. I got to give credit to Bama though, like. They never I, gave up, and they probably. I would have just have. given up. Yeah. After the la- after the first two games, I mean, you've done everything twice, yeah. that you've done. You have a two run lead going in the ninth inning. You've taken a, a blow from Mississippi State. They got them back in the ball game. You have a two run lead. You feel pretty good about it. You have one of your better pitchers in the game. They tie it up, and then they they walk it off. And then Saturday, the same exact thing happens. You actually got a three run lead. You've done what you need to do to get some cushion. And you still lose. I, I would have just laid down. I think. I mean, do, what what do we have to do to win this? You know, they haven't they haven't beaten Mississippi State in ten games, and they finally get one. Yeah. So credit to them. I mean, they're they're fighting to get over this hump. We'll they see. need some more NIL deals. Yeah, Brad Bohannon needs some more NIL deals. Yeah, I agree. That's what's that. holding him back is NIL deals. Uh, we'll see how that goes. Uh, I hope he got a quality lunch in in Starville somewhere. I'm sure. I mean, plenty of great places. You know, we talk about a lot of them here on the show. Yeah. You know? my my whole my whole problem with that rant that he went on is you're acting like Tuscaloosa is this mecca. Well, Tuscaloosa is Tuscaloosa. A fine town. Tuscaloosa is a is a bigger scaled Starville. Right. It's what Starville would be if Starville had a football team that had won seven national titles. Yeah. Like, do you think Tuscaloosa is Tuscaloosa without Alabama football? No. I mean, it's not even Tuscaloosa, it's Tuscaloosa with the University of Alabama because that's not what it was 15 years ago. No. But, but you know, Saban has brought that Saban money. Saban has made Tuscaloosa, and there's still nothing special. I mean, no, you're right. You're right. So State's on the road all week this week at Memphis on Tuesday. Is that game at uh? Is that at Memphis or is that at uh, AutoZone? So that's so that's cool. I'll be up there. Oh, nice. And then well, Robbie is going to be all over the place this week. So yeah, he's uh, and then Arkansas in Fayetteville six thirty, six thirty, two o'clock next week. Uh, SEC Network on Friday and then the the online option on Saturday and. Sunday. Let's talk about football. Let's move on into that. That's brought to you by our friends over at the Mississippi Beef Council, who want to remind you that beef is what's for dinner. You couldn't have asked for better weather all weekend here in Starkville and across the state of Mississippi. I hope you're able to get out and grill, throw some steaks on the grill, some burgers, or maybe you put a big brisket in the smoker, whatever it is. Beef is what the option should be. That's always a great option. Whatever you want to cook, beef is what you want. So, Head to the grocery store today, put some beef in the cart, make your family happy, and help out 15,000 of your fellow Mississippians, our beef producers here in this state. Beef is what's for dinner. Thanks for our friends at the Mississippi Beef Council. Got a couple of tweets this weekend from some of you guys heading over to Two Brothers. We love to see that. Uh, always a good time. We, you know, I can't, I can't, I can't ever recommend it enough. It's just, it's one of those things. I feel like I'm, I'm drilling it into the ground sometimes, but man. It's just a great place to go eat. The food is always good. The service is always good. It's a great time. Uh, they got a great location. I, I, you can't ask for much more from a restaurant than what Two Brothers gives you. They were making bank this they weekend. They were. They had a good week. I, I went by after the game on uh, Friday Ryan night. Was out into the holy smokes! Same on Saturday. Same on Saturday. There's no telling how much money they made. Yeah, and also you know you know once once was it like eight o'clock once the or nine o'clock once the uh, the food stops the party starts at Two Brothers. They turn yeah. it into a into a bar. So, yeah, it's always a great time. Head over there. Next time you're in Starville, Two Brothers Smoked Meats. It's a really simple system for you to advantage business systems. I, I just said systems twice. I'm sorry about that. Very redundant. Uh, 
But anyway, you know the drill. Good, pro- Great products, great service. And while that's a promise everybody claims to make, not everybody delivers on it the way Advantage Business Systems does, especially when we're talking about service. When you're dealing with a big box office supply company, you're talking about somebody who, you know, th- th- where are their corporate offices based out of? Where is their, their hotline based out of? Do they have techs on site here in the state of Mississippi? The answer to those questions is usually no. So you're talking about Advantage Business Systems. We're talking about a Mississippi business, a 601 area code number, and technicians on site who can get to you that same day in a lot of cases. Nobody's business can afford to wait when faulty equipment happens. you got to get it fixed right then. Advantage Business Systems provides that for you. Call them at 601-362-9192 or visit them online at absms.com. Find out how Advantage Business Systems will help your business do business. Two practices in to uh, Mississippi State's uh, spring. Obviously, this team rolling towards a national title. The, the two things I took away, and you know, I think the most important articles about spring football practice, Robbie, are Paul's depth charts. Because that gives you the real feel of day-to-day how the team is progressing and what players are progressing and what players aren't progressing, from, for, for that matter. Um, and when you, like, the, the name that stood out to me from the day two depth chart for Paul is Caleb Ducking. We've talked so much about these receivers and how much talent there is and, and, and all these name guys. And Caleb Ducking, kind of the forgotten man, um, sitting there and he's starting right now. You know, he's, he's getting the reps with the ones, I guess I should say, at that Z receiver over Ra Ra Thomas, who we know is a talented football player, and over the uh, transfer from uh, Northwestern, Jordan Mosley. So that's interesting to me. Then you have Wally, Williams, and Tulu Griffin. Love seeing Tulu Griffin in the in the offense. Want to see more of it. What you talked about, I think that may have been on Friday show, or maybe it was on Thursday show, I don't recall. But seeing Percy Lewis still in there with the ones and Albert Reese. I mean, once Cole Smith comes back, if you're telling me Lewis, Smith, Sharp, Cam Jones, and Albert Reese, I can get behind that offensive line. Obviously, I don't expect Percy Lewis to be as good as Charles Cross, but I feel like if he's getting these reps now and they're showing that kind of trust, it would. We, we know that Leach has a disdain for newcomers. He doesn't want to start new guys by and large. So if he's getting those reps, it shows you that you know they feel pretty good because that's the guy protecting Will Rogers' blind side. Those are the things that have sort of stood out to me. You've been to practice a couple of times now. What, what has stood out to you just from viewing it? I've only been to one. But, oh, my bad, my bad. Um but no, I mean nothing's really, nothing's really stood out. I mean it's just there's not a whole lot you can learn from just seeing these drills, and they're not even uh, in pads yet. So, I mean, the, really, just same thing as on um, Thursday whenever we talked about the first practice. It's just it's good to see Percy Lewis jumping right in there and being the starter, pretty much at left tackle, um, and you know. I like I said, Nick Jones moving over to guard. I I don't I don't know if that's temporary because you know Cole Smith has been injured or is recovering from a little cleanup surgery or something. Um, I I don't know if that's going to be where he is moving forward. But I do like him better at guard. But I really like Albert Reese. I think that the the offensive line looks pretty solid right now, and. The other thing that's really stood out is just the um, the receivers that they have. I mean, it's so it's, much depth. It's hard to tell who's who. Like, who is the starters? Because um, they're rotating them in and out. And I don't know if that's just a 
a way for them to kind of mix and match with guys and see who fits best with who. But they've been rotating guys in and out, and you don't really know who are the first-team guys and who's the second team. Mm-hmm. Um, and that that's a good thing, I think, because I think these guys are talented. Yeah. That shows you that they can put in several different guys and shouldn't be able to miss much of a beat. Yeah. The secondary is also very interesting to me. You know, State has good their, – their top four corners are good guys. I mean, they, those are all guys that had other SEC offers. Uh, Manuel Forbes, DeCarlos Nicholson on one side, DeCamerian Richardson, who's ahead of Marcus Banks, you know, early, very early in the going there. So, I, you know, you like to see that. Safety, State needs its starters to stay healthy. You know, they need Jalen Green, Colin Duncan, and then Sean Preston getting the start at this, the, uh, the strong safety. But Corey Ellington apparently is is uh, raising some eyebrows, and it's a guy. I remember last year they talked. He he was getting a lot of positive pub. I think he got to play towards the end of the season, and they thought, okay, this is a guy who you know, sort of outperforming his recruiting profile is how I like to describe it. But he's apparently he's bulked up. Looks like it looks like he's going to be a, a a big factor this year. But State desperately needs. Not only do they need those guys to stay healthy, they need to dip back into the portal and try to find another safety. I think. Yeah, maybe so. Um... Looks like DeCarlos Nicholson's, I guess, going to be a safety. I haven't really well, it's looked a, at Paul still is got he, him listed as a corner. corner? Okay. Got him listed behind Forbes. Because he just didn't stand out to me the other day at corner when I was looking at cornerbacks. I was, the only the only guys I was really seeing a whole lot of was, but other than Emerson, was DeCamerion Richardson and Marcus Banks. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, we'll, we'll see. But his, it's still early. I mean, they've only had Very two practices. Early, yeah. But, uh, Cameron Richards is going to be tough to beat out there at corner. Yeah. He's looking pretty good. And he got some really good reps last year. And I think same thing for for Corey Ellington. He's just physically looks really good. Yeah. Uh, but those those safeties have to be better this year. And, you know, who knows what's going to happen there. But you got, you got some veterans. You have Jalen Green. You have Colin Duncan. And uh, some of those guys. So you and know, Jackie we'll Matthews has got a lot of experience, just not at the SEC level. Yeah. But they, they need they need the the defensive backs they brought in from the portal and JUCO mm-hmm. to hit. Yeah, those guys need to be good. Yeah, um, just to add depth. Which he did and, last year. Jalen Green was a good enough player for Mississippi. State. Yeah, he was he was solid. He's solid. You know, he, he had his moments. So yeah, again, I mean, State would like to have all SEC guys back there, but if they're just SEC guys. If they're just good enough to play in the SEC, that you're you're fine. Yeah, you're fine because you've got a good guy scheming for you, and and you do have all potential all SEC guys up front. Yes, so you you, you can get good pass. Really like the defensive line and and right four, now. They're not mistakes. even having to use like Jaden Crumedy and mm-hmm. Cam Young, and they've got some guys up front. Yeah, Demonte Russell looks to be taking a step. That's huge. I think uh, he's very talented. Yeah, and you know you, you still got some guys up there that I think are going to be really good. Jordan Davis hasn't gotten back fully yet, mm-hmm. so you know by the end of spring and into fall, you should see that group really blossoming into a major strength for Mississippi State. I agree. I agree with you 100. percent Spring practice continues uh, this week, so we'll have plenty to talk about there. Based on you know the fact that New Mexico State made a hire. Uh, out in basketball, we should have some news this week, maybe regarding Mississippi State's men's basketball staff. Uh, Sam Purcell still coaching. Louisville is still playing uh, basketball, so that women's staff will, will have to wait a little longer to come together. But if it does, we'll start talking about that. Plenty of baseball to talk about this week, and uh, a lot of stuff. A lot of stuff happening around uh, Mississippi State. We'll be happy here to talk about it. So, 
Guys, have a great Sunday night and a great Monday, and we'll be back with you on Tuesday. You Robbie smell Falk, what the I'm Brian Haydad. Thanks for listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. The Rock says, the Rock says, the Rock says, the Rock says. The Rock says, the Rock says, know your damn role. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.